The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra, and my pronouns are she, hers, and we. I'm Safa Master, and my pronouns are him, his, and we. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers. So, what are we drinking today? Well, today we're having a Hendrix gin and tonic. Yes. And the way I make this is I pour two jiggers of gin into each one. So it's four shots, four four parts of gin. Uh-huh. And then I drop a slice of English cucumber in the bottom mm-hmm. and I muddle it. Yes. And then I add a couple dashes of Angostura bitters. Yep. Fill the glass up with ice. Mm-hmm. Give it a good stir. Mm-hmm. Take a squeeze of lime and drop it in and give it another stir. Mm-hmm. And what you have is like this really beautiful pink gin and tonic that has got a cucumber flavor because we use Hendrix gin, which is a very cucumber friendly gin. And the, oh, yeah. the Angostura brings out all the floral notes, so it should be delicious. And you just top it off with tonic? Just top, Yeah, just top it off with tonic. Nice. And since the sun's out, it's the kind of drink you have. It is beautiful if the sun's being so out today. enjoy. Thank you. Oh, it smells great. And it's lovely. And it tastes great. Ooh, the cucumber's really good. Comes through, doesn't it? Yeah. But the floral botanicals in the Hendrix. Play nicely. Yeah. And I love how Angostura bitters, like when you smell it, that's the Angostura that I smell, that fragrance. Yes. It's just gorgeous. Well, the the beautiful thing about the Hendrix is it really brings out the notes of the Angostura bitters, Mm -hmm. or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. The Angostura brings out the floral notes of the Hendrix. It's really good. So it's a lovely drink. And the cucumber just adds a little extra special layer. Refreshing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I yeah, love it. You know, this, this is the drink that conquered India. Yeah. <laughs> Not really, but. Today's conversation is brought to you by WeMinder a behavior chart app for kinky couples like us. Learn more at weminder.app. Chapter 19. This was interesting how it was written. Yeah. I love the first part of the chapter, which is written as the occurring of a dream. True. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I it took me a few sentences to get into it, and I was like, what is she doing? And then I was like, aha, she's dreaming. Yes. And her dreams are interesting. You know, she dreams about her mother, and she dreams about Mylene, and she dreams, dreams about of the lake, the lake. the lake, and then Sister Mary. Sister Mary. She dreams about Sister Mary naked. Yeah. She dreams about her mother being kind of a, a ghoul and dying. 
And at the end of the dream, she gets like a deep impression of Kay. And, and if, the purpose of the dream is to explore her lack of intimacy and love in some fashion. Like that's why her mom is sitting in the, they say it's not really a room. They're talking about the lake. Like her mom's sitting in the corner of the lake and she's sitting there kind of ghoulish, stoic. And meanwhile, she's dealing with her impression of Sister Mary and then yeah. all of a sudden Sister Mary's naked and the brightness in her cheeks and her eyes. Like, right. which I equated to, yes, it could have been, a young person having an attraction to a woman, yeah. but also that Sister Mary gave a shit about her right, and cared about her. So there was a, I think that was more representative of love. Yeah. And then she has that image of Mylene. Well, before that, her mother, the image she has, has, has of her mother is like a person in the act of decaying. Like they, they well, turn, like they exemplifying gray, her they, suicide. Like yeah. the idea is she's, she looks sallow. She's not tan. Yeah. Which I would think would be a phase of depression that Elodie wasn't aware of. I mean, wasn't present to. Yeah. She just all of a sudden found out her mom, you know. But this depression, and then all of a sudden you start to see the skull through the skin yeah. as if there's death. Right. And then a policeman shows up. Yeah. And so that's how she remembers her mother. But with respect to Mylene, there's this, this whole context of the way blue occurs. Like it, it occurs as the fullness of as love. love. It occurs in colors. It occurs, you know, in depth. It occurs in different phases of her life. Right. And she's like suffering from not, not having love accessible to her. And she's very attached to an experience, an image of Mylene from her childhood. Yes. That she brings forward. But that moment was in childhood that yeah, is now before. becoming a fantasy at this point because right. you have no idea what the experience will be now. It's totally a fantasy. And the dream ends or comes to an end when she's really confronted by the warmth and the welcoming of Kay. I th before you overstep this, what I think was interesting in her dream is Mylene She's kissing Mylene in her dream. Yes. The softness. These are all the key points she noted in the early, early part of the book where yes. she talked about the first experience with another woman yeah. was the softness of their skin. So right. all the things she's stating in this dream are the experience she had with Mylene. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's the cat. red hair turns brown, the eye color changes, the skin pales, and right. she recognizes she's now kissing Kay. Yes. And is filled to the brim with what she understands now, because she says it, love yes. for this person. And that's very confronting for her. Right. And then at that point, she's woken up yep. by Yvette. And she's you, you get the impression that she's sitting at the spa. She's in a chaise lounge. And Yvette's watching her dream. And turns out, comes you come to it later, Yvette has had two glasses of wine while she's watching her dream. Yes. And so she asks her, who's Kay? Because apparently she's, she's been yelled at out. Yelling out, yelling yeah. out, you know. Mm -hmm. So she starts talking about Kay. And before she sort of gets there, Yvette tells her that her husband's dying, that she yeah. needs to be she with him. She needs to spend time with him. Yeah. And that Illidy commits to taking care of the club while she's gone. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's Kay. And Kay comes. Well, Kay it's interesting because Kay was standing to the side probably. We don't know how long. We don't know how long because, but she answers a question Yvette says out loud. Yeah. Is she social or sociable? Right. And Kay answers and it freaks Elodie out because she's right. like, 
earlier because I think Elodie, she's done this before where she's protective of Kay. Right. So to her casual friends who know her as, let's just say, a flirt and a, and a free market person in the club with other women, Kay's special. And so she she shares with Yvette that Kay's like, well, she's just, you know, one of the pickers and we, you know, kind of like it's pickup play again. She, mini- she minimizes her. She minimizes her, her yeah, she and she does feel guilty while she's doing it. But here, then Kay all of a sudden appears and answers and then... Elodie's like freaking out, like, Whatever. how much did she hear? Right. Did she hear me minimize her? And Kay comes in with Courtney. Yeah. And it's really Elodie's first opportunity to see Courtney. And her first observation is, well, she's standing too close. Their arms are touching. She's there's, occupying her space. Yes, there's an she's, unnatural, there's unnatural way, way of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's feeling very threatened by her. And Yvette immediately sees Courtney as a predator. And... Doesn't like her. And, do, and, and starts to be high order with her. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, the reaction that Elodie has is to get up and go get drinks. And be a host. she avoids eye contact with Kay. Oh, yeah. She busies herself so she doesn't have to deal with emotions. But yeah. And then she goes to the bar and it ends there. It ends with her getting champagne so she can not act the good hostess. Mm-hmm. And so it's an interesting chapter because you get a really good look inside Elodie's head. Right. And the thing that that really stood out to me is she concluded that she put Mylene to one side. She actually was able to bring completion to that. that. She did say that in yes. her dream even. And it was interesting because there was an a, like a overshadowing theme when she was noticing these abstract things. And I, I give Emma huge credit for the way she wrote the dream because she wrote it like dreams are, they kind of jump around or sporadic. Right. And they have meaning if you want to make meaning out of them, right? right? And so she did this, but one of the things that kept bouncing around in the beginning part of the explanation of the dream was Elodie was like, oh, I'm going to go to hell. Right. There's no way I'll go to heaven because this is a sin, basically what I'm doing. Right. At the end of the dream, though, with Kay's love, the possibility of like real love, like I can, I'm worthy to be loved because yeah. this came up with Elodie before was that she felt like Kay was her salvation yeah. in essence in the dream that Kay was leading her to heaven and to love. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's telling. Yeah. Now it's an interesting chapter. The good news is that Elodie is able to put my lean to one side yep. and she's ready to open her heart to Kay. She just can't. She do doesn't it know. She doesn't know how to do it. She right. says that she, she doesn't, doesn't I don't know the rules. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. But it is important that she put Mylene to the side. It is. And she's drawn to want to be with Kay. She's drawn to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's cool because Kay's drawn to want to be with her. Yeah, yeah of course. They, they, <laughs> neither one of them can talk to each other. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> that's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers!